Reptile Gumbo Podcast. I'm James Lewis from Simply Serpents. And I'm Carly Jones from My Living Room. Each week, we will discuss what is happening in herpes culture on social media, YouTube, and even on other podcasts. We will share our opinions and thoughts on current events as well as the opinions of you, the listener. Make sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram for interactive polls and posts where you can tell us what you were thinking. Then listen for your name each week as we share your opinions on our podcast. So sit back and relax. Here's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Welcome to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. This is episode two. We we made it to episode two, Carly. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're done. That's it. All we have is two. <laughs> go, go. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Ooh, very nice, Justin. Very nice. Well, you went ahead and introduced our guest. Our, our, our guest is Justin Smith from Palmetto Coast Exotics or the Herpet Culture Podcast or Herpet Culture Magazine or five million other snake related things because Condor the, man, cast. the Condor cast. Yup. Uh, and that's snakes and stogies. Oh yeah, yeah. That is that one just kinda whatever you guys uh have time to Yeah, no, no, that one's that one's literally just whenever like I'll text Phil like that morning and be like, Yo, you wanna smoke tonight? And he'll be like, Yeah. And okay. All that, all that free know? time that Justin has. That well, that one works out because like me and Phil would just pretty much be talking on the phone or something and smoking anyways. We're like, there's a lot of good information in this. So why don't we just record it and put it out there? Cause you know, we talk about cool venomous stuff and whatnot that doesn't get discussed a whole lot. That's cool. That, uh, that's, I bet that's nice though, that it's not on a schedule. It's just one less. It is yeah. it's so nice to just yeah. be like, like there's no, like we, we kind of talk about what we want to like, ideas we've had of like things we've seen kind of like not necessarily what you like what you guys do but like i'll see something posted in a group and it'll really get me thinking and then i'll be like man let's talk about this because this is like this has really been eating at me mm-hmm. you know it's been on been on my mind a lot so we'll cover stuff like that it's very informal i like it like that so before we get into everything and there's a lot of stuff on this episode i uh, i want to cover a couple things one i want to talk about what's been going on on our Facebook page lately. Cause we had the poll up uh, that said, would you ever cohabitate your reptiles? And I kind of wanted to go over the results of that. Cause I thought it was interesting. It was, it turned out at this point to be 60% yes. And 40% no, which is kind of the opposite of what I was expecting when I put the poll up. I know that Justin, you commented on there and you said no, unless breeding. Correct. So you've never cohabited anything. Well, I did when I was a kid. Um, I had some corn snakes and stuff, you know, younger stuff. It'd be like four, you know, at the time, what was it, like maybe three of them, like hatchling, like small, small, you know, yeah. three or four of those in a 20 gallon. Um, looking back, that's probably not, that's, that isn't what I would be doing now. But when you're like 11, it's like, whatever. That was before, <laughs> before the internet and before you had people telling you you're breathing wrong. Yeah. Before, before so, you found out but, you do everything wrong. Yeah. So I just, I, I don't cohab and that like that was kind of tough because for me it was like yes and no yeah. like i like i have the chondros together you know for several months out of the year when i'm trying to breed those um i've got the bears and i've got the corns together until eggs kind of pop up but everything else is kind of kept singly so sort of I a yes and no like if i'm trying to get get some action out of them i'll keep them together well i kind of what i saw with the results on there if you like commented it was mostly if people cohabbed it wasn't snakes Mm-hmm. Um, very few. I, I do know Dallas Rua said that he has 1.1 pair of rat snakes that live together since they were about six months old. 
Yeah. And, and if you talk a, to if you talk to Chris Montross at Dark Horse Herb, he keeps all of his stuff together all the time, like twenty four seven. He keeps his water snakes together, he keeps his rat snakes together, like he cohabs almost exclusively from everything I've gathered from talking to him and he did that article on uh Nerodi in the magazine uh last issue. Yeah. So I mean some guys, I mean if it works, it works. You know, it's with like well, the Morgan stuff, I'm a little more hesitant to do it just because they, they will cannibalize, like there's a chance that they will, so yeah, you probably don't want to do king snakes or yeah. like blackhead pythons year round. I also think it matters on the cage as well because I know the uh, Dallas Rua said it was like a four by two by two enclosure on his. So it's mm-hmm. a pretty big cage for two rat snakes. Yeah, if there's, I mean, if there's enough space for them to get away from each other and stuff, that's fine. Because I mean, some people keep cresseds and, and other geckos together, and that's I'm all, like I'm, I have no issues with that too. It's just you got to make sure that the female has enough space to to get away from the male and that they're not you know, two adult crested in like a 12 by 12 by 18 where the females just never going to get a break from, from breeding and laying and yeah. no matter how hard she tries, you know, just if you give them the space, same with dart frogs, Alex Menke, who was on the podcast, uh, he was on THP pretty early on. It's like the 17th episode, I think, because dart frogs, that's always a big, big debate. Uh, you know, Tinctorious especially, because those are known to be pretty brutal to each other. You know, a lot of people really? say don't keep, yeah, don't keep more than a pair together. Oh, I because, didn't. Because the females will fight. But Alex is all about, sure, if you don't give them a lot of things to, like visual barriers, you don't give them a lot of spots to hide and get away from each other. If you give them more options, you give them, you're using that space, you know, you're using multiple levels if you can in a vivarium. You're just, you're, you're utilizing and being more efficient with that space. I don't see any issues with it necessarily. You just have to really, really keep an eye on things. Well, I know a lot of... Go ahead, Carly. Oh, I was just going to ask. I think I remember that episode. That wasn't the Frog Daddy episode, was it? Yeah, it was. It it was? Oh, I need to Mm -hmm. re-listen to that. I I know a lot of zoos do it with uh, multi-species stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, the Bartolini's, like... like, Well, I was going to say, Pia commented, Pia Bartolini commented on our thing saying multi-species displays or same-species enclosures. It's different. I know that their place, they cohabbed. They've got a bunch together. Yeah, they like eyelash vipers and uh, dart frogs, or mm-hmm. some other vipers and dart frogs. So they have some stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and those are fine. That works because you know when those eyelash a those they have some dendrobates or radis in there. Those are too small for those eyelash vipers to even want to bother with. Yeah, um, do pretty well in groups. Um, so I mean, there's really like no one's sort of stepping on each other's toes in a sense. Uh, well, and I, I like when they, zoos do the uh, like half water, half land, and you get a big aquarium set up with some awesome yeah. like South American fish and turtles, and then maybe a big caiman lizard up on <clears> like <throat> branches and some snakes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I mean, I like the zoos are kind of the number one perpetrator of because if you if you spend any time in the dart frog community, you'll see that people come on groups all the time, and they're like, "Should I keep? Can I keep Leucomelis, Aratus, and Tinctorius together in a tank?" And everyone will be like, "Hell no, dude! Like one species per tank." You know, don't mix like the localities and stuff or um, morphs, if you want to call them that, in the Tinctorius. You know, don't keep New Rivers with Robertus or, you know, Vanessa with Azuria, like whatever. If you're going to keep tanks, like keep a group of the same kind of tank in that tank. But zoos are kind of, I guess it's a little different for them because some species are shyer than others. You know, Aratus, you're probably not going to see as much as Leucomelis. And they kind of have to, you know, they have huge vivariums usually, like huge setups for a main animal like some sort of snake or something. And they'll put in like three or four different species of dart frog. And I mean, that is frowned upon, but at the same time, like people want to see stuff in the tank. Well, yeah, when you're talking something like an Amazon tree bow or an eyelash viper that's going to take up 
you know, 5% of the cage in a corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that you want going on, especially in the zoo setting. And, and I think that can be done in a home setting when done correctly as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people, there's people everywhere that are going to say, no, don't ever do that kind of stuff. And then there's the other half of the arguments as well. I do it and it works. And so I think it goes back to pretty much everything in the hobby, whereas there's no concrete rule for most of what we do. There's not, yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's just too many variables. Like it's kind of odd because you see hybrids and stuff in snakes and lizards, but you go in the dark frog world and hybrids are really not a thing that you see often. It's pretty rare from what I can tell. And that's just because everyone, there's like an unspoken rule of like, if I'm keeping one species in a tank, it's going to be that species. Like it's not yeah. going to be, I'm not going to mix three different species or four different species of Rana Tamea in a tank. I'm not going to mix, you know, the tinctoris like I was saying. So I don't know. I mean, I think people with dark frog people too, they also kind of want to, you know, they have something from a certain area or certain country. They want to kind of mimic that in a sense. And so if something doesn't come from that, like if something from Suriname is being kept with something from Peru, I, I don't know. Some guys, some people are just picky like that. I don't, it's just, it's odd. Like no one really, no one really mixes species, at least that's on a legitimate level. Yeah. Dark frog. Did you ever take care of amphibians at the zoo, James? Uh, native, I did a few, uh, and I wish I knew more about it at the time. I've, I've learned more about amphibians since then. I, I did have some tinks while I was there uh, for a short period, but most of it was just native stuff. Like we would have uh, amphiumas, uh, sirens, big toothy salamanders. When you talk about amphiumas, you know, number one thing is mm-hmm. don't get bit with those guys. But not much. A lot of it was snakes, crocodilians, uh, giant tortoises and stuff like that. Amphibians are kind of my, I don't do a lot of them in my own collection just because they take a little more time than I'm willing to put into them. Yeah, they are uh, a little more delicate. And, and set up, you know, it's, it, yeah, you, you really got to pay attention to water quality and, and all that kind of stuff because they're amphibians. I mean, it's, but they're cool. I, I think axolotls, which are huge in the hobby right now, are really cool. And they're a freak of nature when you think about them. I mean, I've, I've heard things before where you can, and no, I am not saying do this. But you can chop the head off of one, attach it to the body of another one, and it will rewire the central nervous system to that head and brain. It's an earthworm. Yeah, this is in a lab setting. This yes, is in yes. a like. I please don't chop the head off your uh, axolotls at home. Yeah, please well, don't try to make it like gummy bears when we were a kid. And, time um, to make a scaleless. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, but, um, they're, I was, they're, they're a weird one. Yeah, yeah, they're really neat. I listened to a, uh, I was obsessed with axolotls for like a week, like a couple months ago. And there's a lot of really amazing, I'm taking us off topic, but there's a lot of really incredible adaptations. And Well, axolotls, it's the, the interesting fact I find is that there are more axolotls in captivity by far oh, yeah. than there are in the wild. They're, they're almost extinct in the wild. I know. Yeah, they're... See, I know gone. next to nothing really? about them. It literally took me like two years to figure out what they're at, like how you actually pronounce them. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, axolotls are, uh, they're stuck in like this permanent uh, metamorphosis stage. Him baby. And so they, they never, they never transfer into adults. Now there is a way that they can, like there's some hormones you can give them. They can actually grow into their adult form. Mm-hmm. What do they look like as adults? I, I'm not, I'm not positive. It's very close to, I think like, what you would picture like a mud dog, right? Like you know the You're looking it up. Axolotl final form. It's <laughs> I, I mean, it's a salamander. It's a it's a big thick salamander. 
Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's not nearly as cute as an axolotl with the big old gills. I mean, it and... kind of just looks like a great white tiger salamander. <laughs> so they're, but the, like I said, they're stuck in that that weird permanent metamorphosis. That's why uh, they do a lot of studies on like cell regeneration with them because they're always under that. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that was our axolotl talk for the day. It's so cool when they're regrowing an arm and they're, you know, they're like Deadpool. Like cause the finger, <laughs> when the fingers start to come in, they're just tiny little yeah. they're just baby tiny, hand. They're just little baby hands. <laughs> but so, yeah, they're neat. That, that is a roundabout way to cover our poll that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I did want to talk about that I thought was really weird after putting out our first episode was uh, I was really big into like, Watching our stats of who was watch, who was listening to our podcast. Really? And all that. I know I sent it to you like five it is. It's now. fun to watch. It's it's cool to like check in on it, period, you know, regularly and see it. I'm I've been doing that with the magazine a lot. The weirdest thing was seeing people in other countries listen to our podcast. So it started out with like New Zealand. I was gonna say Great Britain and Australia, and then I got Denmark, and then now Denmark is the second country that listens to the second most listens of our podcast is Denmark. So I'm just saying anybody out there from Denmark, if you were listening, please email us at the reptile gumbo podcast at gmail.com and just tell me who you are, what you keep about yourself. <laughs> I think I think it's weird that someone on the other side of the globe in Denmark is listening to us talk about reptiles. It's crazy. And I know I talked to you Justin this weekend about you looking at that kind of stuff and seeing just these weird countries. Yeah, like Israel and like Afghanistan or Iraq or something like that. And it's just like, there's literally, I, I can only assume like with that kind of stuff, it's maybe it's military guys or something. Maybe that makes but sense. I don't know. There are like, there's like Lithuania was one on there. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how SoundCloud goes about picking up those stats or, <laughs> you know, if how legitimate they are, but yeah, whatever, man. I appreciate all those listens though, no matter what country you're from. Again, shoot us an email. I'm, I'd like to know who's out there. Just, mm-hmm. it's weird for someone to know that I'm sitting in my house and someone in Denmark is listening to me. So I, said, right. I, I had to mention that. Uh, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we got into this is our logo. Uh, if you've been to our Facebook page or uh, if you, when you pull it up on the podcast app, you'll see our logo of the Reptile Gumbo podcast and it's a little gumbo bowl with a monitor lizard and a red tail boa and a, and an alligator. Gariel, I was very adamant. Yeah, I was super adamant. The the males are so cool. How they have that big like knob on the end of their nose. It's crazy. And I just learned this. I think Cody told me the other day that only the males have it. And you know, any footage that I've ever seen of Gariels has has been the males because that's what they're so known for. And yeah, I I had no, I didn't, I didn't know that. So that was super cool. Before I was so rudely interrupted. I uh, I just what? wanted to say about our logo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that it that it was drawn by Riley Wes Anderson, who I don't know who author knows that he's an awesome tattoo artist. I met him at Tinley. Carly and I both met him at Tinley this year mm-hmm. while he tattooed our buddy Joe Phelan in the hotel room. Oh, uh, is that? <laughs> yeah, that Dude, is we were it. watching the 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 Instagram stories of that. That was, that was uh, an interesting night. I'll leave it there just so Carly doesn't get too embarrassed. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you, uh, you can't see me right now, but my face is just like, oh, no. Oh, if no. Anyone, if anyone sees Joe Phelan at like a, a reptile show or anything, 
asked to see his tattoo on his leg of his vampire bat because that tattoo was completely free-handed. There was no stencil, no nothing. And it was an amazing process to watch that happen. But we decided when we wanted to get our logo done, we wanted to reach out to Riley and have him do it. I love it. I think it's an awesome logo. I'm going to have to get it on shirt or something just because it's such a cool logo. I know. I... (laughs) I really like the way he uh the way it turned out. He he fucking knocked it out of the park and he even made the bowl my favorite color. So I was just like, "Oh, yeah. cuz like, you know, you kind of let me talk to Riley and you let me uh talk to him about what we wanted and he uh I, I mean, I okay, I don't want people to hear that go, "Oh, he let her do stuff." It wasn't oh, like that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, it's not that kind of friendship. Oh, no. <laughs> I asked her and she did it. He let me leave the house today, guys. <laughs> she was allowed to do stuff today. Women nowadays. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or it again. No, no, but you no, it it it's not like that at all. But he you know, Riley was asking, like, do you know what, what kind of font you would like? And I was just like, You just you just go, Bo. You just whatever you that's, that's what I like to do too though. Oh, yeah. Like I don't wanna I mean, aside from like the THP logo, which I kinda had the idea for in my head to begin with, but like mm. if I ever have someone do like a commission piece or something of like a green tree python, I don't want to tell them exactly how I want it. Like I, mean, I want it to be the artists, like I want yeah. their stamp on it. Like I He's want their artist. style for it, you know? Yeah, you, you you go to them because you like their interpretation right. on things already and you want it, you know, and damn, like my favorite is uh my favorite's the monitor. It just turned out so good. It does look cool. Oh, it, it looks does so look cool. Good. I do want to reach out at some point to Riley. I want to get a shirt made because uh, I, I I breed Sambo's and I want to get one with like several different species of Sambo and I just simply want to say, Look, these are the species I want. Go at it. Go Bo. Get get all Indian Sambos. <laughs> weird weird little indian sambos with their yeah. nubby tails but uh, you're, not even gonna, sh- you're not even gonna mention their eyeballs like that's the whole no, reason why people know that's not the indians you're thinking of the arabian sambos look like pu- sock puppets oh oh whoops i was mistaken and, indians are like the two the ones that i got in tinley that have those little nubby tails that wrap around your finger when you hold them Arabians oh. are the ones that have those little like sock puppet eyes sitting directly on top of their head and they look goofy as hell whenever you look at the face. <laughs> I am so happy you clarified that for me. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that, it. That is your Sambo lesson for the day. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Riley Wes Anderson for that awesome logo. Oh, so good. And I'm I apologize that we didn't didn't even say anything earlier, but it's I know yeah. I meant to on the first podcast and I and I completely forgot. I fucked up. I was, but no, uh, it's great. Amateurs. I was distracted by Joe driving his car down the interstate. Yeah. The next thing I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. and all three of us can talk about, mm-hmm. is Southeast Carpet Fest. Oh, it was amazing. I we I got to make it to my first Carpet Fest ever. Uh, Carly. Oh, was that was your first. first? It was. You were my. You were my oh. first, Justin. Oh man. Hey, we both got our Carpet That's Fest awesome. cherry pop this this past weekend. It was my yes. first one too. Uh, it was an interesting experience for all of us. Carly, I'll let you explain where you stayed during Carpet Fest because you didn't stay at the house with all of us who hung out. Did you, you did a- you stay in the Montane room? I did. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, man, that's like the VIP suite oh, at the house because it's so I, not stupid hot. <laughs> Carpet Fest was in Melrose, Florida. It was Southeast Carpet Fest in Melrose, Florida at Cody and Pia Barlini's place, which this is my first time being there. If you've ever been to a zoo, it's better than that. It's it's so much better. And they're they're 
it's uh, ter- terrestrial and arboreal. That's their yes. business. DNA. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, some so of- explain your hotel room for the weekend. It was – it's so hard to explain. I I should have taken – I'm not a picture taker. So I uh, – like my mom and dad were messaging me and they're just like, send me some pictures. And I'm just like – I. it was super nice. And I only checked my phone like once in the morning before I got up to, to help get the property ready and then when I was going to bed. Um, and <laughs> I've never been so quiet on our group chat and I'm sure you I appreciate know. it. Yeah, I know because I was like, where's James? She's like, I don't know my phone on me i haven't talked to him in like six hours i was like i I messaged with no response yeah like hey where you at dead i guess i'm assuming dead. well i mean they put her to work in the rat barn like dude we we did work like we we mama did p and cody will put you to work man oh yeah but like that's you know that's the least you can do when right like when they put you oh, yeah. up and it's it's just it, it's so hard to explain how breathtaking like i just i would set my alarm pretty early but usually cody was up even earlier than that and he would he would knock and come in and check on the animals so i would be like oh but it's time to wake up you know i'm pretty sure he just doesn't sleep yeah I'm, I, <laughs> so i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna try and paint a picture for everyone who wasn't there because nope. it's hard to imagine i didn't know what to expect i knew that from what I heard from last year, they had amazing setups and cages, and their house is full of venomous. Uh, it, but it's amazing cage. So when you go in the living room, you're welcomed by these giant, and they're new, the new cages they just put in, these giant black cages that are probably, I don't know, what, eight foot long? And yeah, they were like tall. eight by four by two, I think. And each of them has two like nine foot black mambas in them. And, yeah. and so that was amazing. And then around the room is just... I, it's hard to explain so many great looking snakes. There were the Sri Lankan pit vipers. There was the death adder, which I thought was the prettiest snake there. I love that. That's death one adder. of my favorites that they have that hypo. That thing I posted, is, oh my I, God. I posted some of these pictures over on uh, our Facebook page on the reptile gumbo podcast, Facebook page. I wish I'd have taken more, but I got some of them on there. They have tons of cobras at inland taipans. They and have, their green trees are there too. Like that. Yes. Like of course, you know, a good, portion of them were in the nido shed but there was green trees there too um yeah. and those are really well that's the funny part is like there's a blackheaded python in there and there's some green tree pythons and no one gave a shit yeah because like, you're looking at everything else that you don't get to see anywhere else yeah and, and like i mean there was a there was a puff adder that puff adder was amazing looking mm-hmm. um it's just there's fair to lance it was crazy and then as you continue through the house you saw all three species of green mamba that they had and those Western green mambas were outstanding. No, were no picture does them justice. No, the giant they, scales. Oh my god! Like they're they're just breathtaking. Like if if I had to pick one word, they're like they're just breathtaking. Like you see them and you're just like, oh my god, is this even real? Is, am I even seeing this in front of me right now? And we so, were there for hours and hours and hours for uh, Carpet Fest, and those snakes were active the whole time, mm-hmm. and like. Just when you look at their eyes, you know they're looking at you. It's a completely different feeling than when I'm looking at like one of my boas. I mean, yeah. they, they are yeah. they are going okay. What is this person doing? How can I figure out how to deal with them? The gears are always turning. Uh, and then we talk about the cohabbing in the Western Green Mamba cage. There were also two awesome Gaboon Vipers mm-hmm. hanging out on the bottom of that cage. In there, they also had the eyelash viper in a different cage with some dart frogs. And I can't remember what that green viper was on top. 
That's the uh, they're now they were Bothriopsis. I still think they are, uh, but they're now Bothrops, and that, they're the Bothrops uh, Teniatus. It's the uh, Speckled Forest Pit Viper. Yeah, I posted a picture of that one. No, yeah. you do not see those every day. Like that There's is something. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, and I, and I guess the easiest way I can explain is think of a venomous version of a Madagascan tree boa because that was the closest I could think of like their pattern and their color. Is it looked very similar to the Madagascan tree boa, that darker green. It wasn't bright green like the mambas. Or when you got into the Montane room, which was Carly's suite for the weekend, which was like the one of the few air-conditioned rooms in that house, you found all the palm vipers. Yeah, and, and they, they they knock it out of the park with every enclosure they do. Like they like oh, yeah. so much so much heart. Like and I was just so thankful to see the process from seeing it go from and already when I came in on 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 Wednesday, you know, I was already blown away. But then mm-hmm. to see to see the process from Wednesday to when the doors open on Saturday, like it's just so much heart and hard work and just like well, it's it was crazy. And these aren't just like big empty cages with paper on the bottom. These are oh, no. cages with tons of live plants and trees and leaves and branches, and some of them so well that. I mean, it's like playing Where's Waldo to find those snakes, but that's great because those snakes are so comfortable in there mm. because it's so natural. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, if it's at their place again next year, if anybody can make it to Southeast Carpet Fest, just seeing their collection alone is worth the trip. It I, really is. I could, I kept going in and just staring at stuff. I was like, oh man, it's, and especially yeah. those mambas. I mean, because they were, I mean, they were constantly moving back and forth. Yeah, you could walk around that whole place like a million times and it still isn't enough you know there's just always something always the only room the only room in the house without a reptile was the bathroom yep so uh, which bathroom the guest <laughs> bathroom you know they're like their bedroom and their yeah. their bathroom is they also have stuff there like that's like their quarantine stuff for yeah for, yeah it's nuts man so, yeah but that's so that's that was part of southeast carpet fest that was the the awesome animals and the collection of seeing that and then the other part that was great for me was seeing everybody. It's the first time I got to meet you in person, Justin. I've been making fun of you with memes for like two years now. Yeah. So it's the yeah. first time I got to meet you and first time I got to meet Jake. And then there were so, I mean, there's so many names that you hear on all the other podcasts mm-hmm. there. Like, and, and you don't know faces because you've never met them before. But then you hear someone say someone's name like Jason Valen and you turn around and go, oh, that's who that is. Yeah. You know, and you hear these names on NPR and on your podcast. And then you actually see the real person. And, and it's just cool to hang out and talk to folks, listen to what they keep. And I talked about reptile some. But yeah, a lot of it really isn't like reptile talk. A lot of it's just yeah. bullshit. You know? I know. When I left, I was like, man, I didn't talk about reptiles nearly as much as I thought I would. Yeah. And then we had the Nido talk, which I saw you put the Nido talk up on your podcast. I did. Uh, so I definitely suggest people go listen to that. That was really interesting listening to uh it's on it's on YouTube as like the video form if anybody wants to see the slides that were presented, which I think you definitely should. If you can listen to the auto version if you want, but I think to get a better grasp of like what the virus actually does to animals, oh, man, stuff, was... you should be watching the slides. Maybe I learned a lot eat. from that talk. Oh yeah. Maybe and... not eat while listening while watching that. Well yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's there's some slides that are just so eye opening. It's like you know it's bad, but then like mm-hmm. I've never ever seen it in person myself and to see like an animal opened up and what it, how much it affects them mm-hmm. from the inside out. It's just like, who was I talking? Are you guys going to make any changes? Like my quarantine and I'm not adding any animals like 
bi-weekly or monthly basis. Like, uh, but my quarantine is not going to be three months in a- anymore. <laughs> is there any anything new that you guys are going to be doing? I don't know. I mean, I already quarantined in a completely separate room of the house, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm pretty careful about that. Are you going to like – like I have another quarantine room as well, but – You get like a certain degree of paranoia. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and, that, and that's what I'm afraid. Of. I'm afraid I get I would get too paranoid. Well, that, I mean, there's a, there's a healthy dose of paranoid, and yes. then there's kind of an unhealthy dose of paranoid. You mm-hmm. know, like doing all the correct measures and stuff to make sure that you're you know everything's healthy and everything's on the up and up. Like that's one thing, but to be so scared of it to then be like, I'm just I'm not going to buy anything else because yeah. it, you know, yes. like it's crawling on me. I can't yeah. get away from it. Yeah. You know? to be so scared to not. <laughs> you know, add anything. I mean, obviously we're all super careful about who we, you know, no. Yeah. I get, I, I get exactly what you mean mm-hmm. to be, to be where it's so crippling in your right. fear. from, well, from exposure. One, thing, one thing I found interesting in that talk and, and listen, if you want to know more about Nido, go watch that video or go listen to Justin's podcast, the Herpt Culture podcast, where he talks to Pia or one of the recent ones where he talked to, um, I can't that, remember was Dr., that was Dr. Ossoboff. Who was the one who did yes. the talk him and Steve Tillis actually, who both were in that video. So both of those both of those podcasts are great if you want to hear all the information on what it does, how it is. But one thing I found interesting was how many different species it's in. Because really, you hear about it in carpets and green trees, a little bit, you know, originally in ball pythons. But that list showed almost yeah. almost everything. I mean, you know, it was in boas, all the different types of boas. That well, they, it's, they it's just so strange because, you know, they mentioned Steve Tillis and his Kenyans and how they literally gave some of these sand boas the virus. And they were completely asymptomatic. Like there was no issues whatsoever. They just had it. And uh, so there's, we just have way more questions than we have answers. Well, and I mean, that's I think, why Carbifest is so important because, you know, money gets raised to help those guys figure it out because they're not getting money from outside sources, really, yeah. at least not enough to, to make any real headway. So, well, I think it's, it's, and like they say, I think it's in more, more collections than we know of. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times people are afraid to talk about it. Because they're afraid that, all right, well, I got rid of those animals that died, and I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff, and then I've moved on. But now, if I say anything about it, no one will ever buy anything from right. me or want. And, and I think that's the wrong way to look at it. And I'll be the first to say, several years ago, uh, I lost all my red tails. All my red tails in my collection died in a matter of like a week and a half. It was insane. Oh, shit. I didn't they, even uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they. Uh, that's that's why I don't have many now. They got they got like diarrhea. They got mucus in their mouth a lot, like those pictures we saw. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and by the time that happened, they crashed. And it was only the red tails. It was weird because at the time, I mean, I had tons of stuff. I had king snakes, rain, rainbow boas. I had a couple of ball pythons that were given to me. Corn snakes. Nothing else got sick. Just the BCIs that I had. And did it affect like all ages? Like, did you have yeah. adults? Yeah. Yeah, I had I had big adults. What really hurt was the second snake I ever got was in that. And, it, and, she died, and she died. That Sorry, hurt. Yeah, I'm sure that, um, that stung. And so, but that kind of stuff happens in a lot of collections. I've talked to some other people at shows before, and they've had that stuff happen too. And we never knew that it was happening to other people, first off, and that, hey, there may be an actual, this this is an actual thing. Like, if I'd have known that at the time, if I'd have known about Pia and I'd have known all this, I'd have tried to freeze them and send them off and figure out what's mm-hmm. going on. But I mean, almost positive. That's what happens. It was just so weird that it only picked one species and wiped out that whole species out of my collection. Yeah, and a lot of people, I think, like you said, you know, it's been it's this isn't anything new. Um, you know, this has been floating around probably for a really long time. Uh, we just never had a name for it. 
you know, we always assumed, oh, it's an RI because, you know, the clinical signs is, yeah, the clinical signs are an RI. But, I, you know, the thing I've kind of realized in the last few years and talking to PN, Cody, and, and them is like an RI really isn't usually the cause of something. The RI is usually a side effect of a bigger issue. Well, yeah, everything was either RI or IBD or yeah. I mean, it was all that other stuff. Whereas now we're realizing there's a lot more that we didn't know. Um, well, besides the negative from all that, one giant positive that came out of this weekend uh, was the auction. There was a great online auction that you were a main part of setting up and running, and that was awesome. Thank God it's over. <laughs> a lot of great oh, my God. Got, a lot of great things got put into the auction. Last year... They had an auction. How much did y'all raise last year? Like 23, 22? It was something like that, 23-ish. So that's I don't even know tally. what the final tally is for this year. I don't know if Ian's even. Yeah, we haven't got the final tally. Um, but I know it's, close, it's close to 30, I think. It's, it's, it's been up there. I know it's – I can't remember where I saw it, but it's over 50 for both years combined. Like that's – Yeah, it's more than last year already, but I don't think we have the yeah. final tally yet. And, and that's 1,000 again. That's not 100. That's not 2,300. That was $23,000 last year. And this year, we're probably going to be near or over $30,000. And that's just from regular people getting together and saying, look, we're going to we're gonna have this party. And while doing this party, we're going to do something good. And we're going to have an auction. We're going to raise some money, raise some awareness. Because in reality, even if you didn't go to the go to Carpet Fest, and even if you didn't do anything in the auction, and even if you think this doesn't affect me, it does. Mm-hmm. Being able to figure out this, this disease and being able to stop this virus before it wipes out whole collections affects everybody. Yeah. And, and even and, your fellow, like, you know, we're all reptile people. Like we're all, you know, you should want to help if it's someone you don't know, or if it's someone, one of your friends whose their collection is suffering. It's just like, why wouldn't you want to help them help the researchers figure out what, what's happening and how we can fix it or how we can control it. Like proper quarantine procedures, proper uh, sanitiz- sanitiz- sanitization. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, words will give Carly trouble. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> um, but I agree. Like, if I could have kept my, I mean, all of my red tails, if I could have kept them all from dying, I, I would have. Yeah. But but my one that I had for since the beginning, I mean that that that's heartbreaking, and that happens to people all over. You How know, old was she? Was she about ten? Because you've been doing this for a while. Um, she's probably yeah, probably. 11. Yeah, that's a long time to have an animal, you know, to to see her grow and and then not only her, but that helpless feeling of every other, you know, I'm sure you were just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, I mean, it was like, it was a losing battle. I'd come home and another one has had diarrhea and their skin would get all wrinkly because they were dehydrated and there was just, and I'm in my own little world at the time. That's before really I had reached out and knew anybody. That's before all the podcasts or before Mm -hmm. I was on talking to anybody. And so I'm in my own little world suffering this by myself. And that happens everywhere. Yeah. I guarantee there's someone listening to this podcast where they had something die and they, and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. And the problems with that is you could have it happen and not know why. And it could cause somebody to completely get out of the hobby because they'll blame themselves. And they may not have had anything to do with what they did. And, and that's what they talked about in the NIDO panel too. They were just like, it's okay. You know, most of the times it's okay. You didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. It's I know. We we've all been ashamed of when we've lost an animal. You know, we oh, all. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, no one wants to admit that. You yeah. Know, they screwed up, but uh, it's when it comes to stuff like viral outbreaks. I mean, you're 
you can put all the measures in place you want. But I mean, when you're looking at something that small that you can't see, you know, you can have the most, you know, the, the best quarantine and like the best husbandry, like, like, like the, the best measures in place to stop the spread of something. But, you know, there's always going to be, you, you, there's always going to be a potential for you to miss something. You know, you're always, you know, whether it's your shoes or your shirt or your hands or your tools or whatever, like, man, it doesn't take much. <clears throat> Yeah, I you mean, know, you can't at, see these things. And at the same time, I don't want any of that, like I said earlier, to scare people. Be oh god, I'm afraid to do anything. Right. You just you just need to limit stuff. Like I've quit taking a lot of my snakes to. I don't take any of my animals to like a pet store anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a couple of reasons. One, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to. I've never been one to want to try and freak or scare people out on purpose. I don't ever. I hate scaring people with snakes because that defeats what I'm trying to do. But there's just so many risks when you take an animal out in public. Now, I, I'll do education programs at places, and, and I have to take... It's a it's calculated risk. I have to take my animal there. But I try to limit a lot of that. You know, maybe don't take your snake around your neck out to the park just so you can get attention. Yeah. Well, okay. and, and those education programs, like, that is something that people are coming to to learn or to, you know, out of curiosity. Like, that's not like, hey, surprise, you have ophidiophobia and you're not expecting to see a snake and here i am at target with a fucking ball python wrapped around my neck like that's look at, look at carly using big words whoa <laughs> whoa you got oh, my... that out but you couldn't say sanitization yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but, but yeah so like i said this uh carpet fest i will definitely be coming back next year are you going to daytona i don't know I'm undecided. I'm I'm either doing Daytona or Tenley. Uh, I can't do both because yeah. I'm a teacher and it's going to take so much time off. But <laughs> I don't need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to Daytona since '09. That was my honeymoon. I actually honeymooned in Daytona. You, uh, oh, I didn't know you haven't been back since. I haven't been back since then. But that was kind of it was kind of the I don't want to say the downfall of Daytona, but that was kind of when it started to go a little downhill. I thought you were about to say like the d- the downfall of our really like no, the no. downfall of my marriage. No, 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 no. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. I went to Daytona from '05 to '09, and so Justin, your first time was when last year. Yeah, and so what you saw, <laughs> what you saw was big to you, but it's nothing to what it was. In That's like what I've 05, heard, 06. man. I've wanted to go for so long and never made it down there. And then last year was my first time and it's, I, I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't even necessarily the show. Like I said, it was just yeah. going to hang out with everybody again. Well, this year was my first year to Tinley and I didn't know what to expect. I know everybody talked to how big it was and I mm-hmm. got there and it was, it was big. It's not as big as Daytona was. I don't know if anything will be. Cause I mean, that was a, a time in the, yeah. in the hobby that was insane. So, okay. So, so it was just this, the size that was a difference. Or, the, the, or was... I mean, it was, it was huge. And, you had some of these big breeders that, I mean, a lot of more ball python breeders, but I mean, you had these big uh, booth setups and I mean, it would take you literally all day to get across from one corner to the other. And you may not make it to the other corner by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, every hallway around the place had tables and booths yep. in it. It, it was crazy. I used to, I don't know whatever happened to the pictures. Cause it's before like good camera cell phones and all. I mean, I would go up to the top of the, the Civic Center Arena or whatever it's in and take a picture of the whole floor. I mean, it was just a sea of madness, but it was amazing. That um, sounds incredible. And I loved it. It, it. And I remember back then, yeah, there were a lot of ball pythons, but people brought so many cool like firsts, like the very first uh, Moon Glow Boa I saw there. I remember seeing it 
on kingsnake.com on the forums. And then a few months later, I got to see it in person at Daytona. Uh, I saw the first uh, Golden Child from Nerd at Daytona. And so it was that kind of stuff. So what uh, what made it start to kind of compress and, and just less people vending? Or? Law, laws, I think, were a big part. A, a lot of laws hit Florida, and some people mm-hmm. decided not to go in there. Yeah, that was probably before a lot of the stuff that's in place now, I'm sure. Yeah, and so people, people kind of quit going. But I, from my understanding, it has been starting to get bigger and bigger again uh, the past couple of years. So I, I would like to go. Like I said, it was 2009 when I got married, our honeymoon. We had to plan our honeymoon uh, around when we had vacation because we both worked for the zoo at the time. So we're like, all right, we'll get married the week before Daytona so we can use our vacation time to be at Daytona. So we, we got married. We went to Disney World, SeaWorld, and then we also went to St. Augustine Alligator uh, Park, which is where I went this past weekend after Carpet Fest. Yeah, I'm bummed um, we didn't get to do that. I wanted to go. God, I, I, haven't, I haven't been to that in a long time. Well, somebody on this podcast was supposed to be there. <laughs> I was. I was. But, dude, there was so much to do. And then when we were <laughs> done with all our like chores, <laughs> Pia was like, do you want to go? And I was like, can we just go can we just go home? Like, can we just go to bed? I just want to fall asleep so then, bad. Uh, yeah, and then and then we went to Daytona ten years ago, and that and that was the last time. I mean, because that's a huge drive for me. That's like sixteen hour drive from. Oh my god! Would you would you guys just fly? No, I mean because it's problem, che- it's cheaper to drive. Well, saying that, I, if I'm going to a show, I'm going to buy stuff. I mean, we drove sixteen oh. hours to Tinley. It was a 16-hour drive to Tinley, but I mean, I was buying a rack. I bought snakes. I bought. Oh I mean, yeah, you did buy a rack. Yeah. So I drive because mm-hmm. uh, if I'm if I if I'm gonna go to one of the big shows, I'm buying something. Okay. I save up for it, but like I get those two um, Indian Samboas this year at Tinley, which I love those things. Are they? They're doing okay. They're doing oh, good they're doing for great. you. They're oh awesome. yes, yeah. You were. Oh, I was so happy to see you get those though. Like, like because oh, really? they were they were right up right up your alley and. I don't know. It was just, it's just because I wasn't buying anything. So I was just gleaning off of that joy from you. Just like living vicariously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was like a leech. Right. <laughs> so that was, that was Carpet Fest. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll hear about it on your podcast. I'm sure Joe and Melissa will talk about it on their podcast. I'm sure uh, someone will mention it to Eric and Owen since they didn't get to be there and talk about it on their podcast. And I know um, a bunch of people were filming too at Carpet Fest, yes. so there's a lot of outlets for There'll you guys. Videos. It it sucks if you couldn't make it, and and you know maybe next year if you're able to get out there because it's it, you will not like it's an experience you won't trade for the world at least at least for us at least for me. And if you can't make it to Southeast, look, there's Northeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they'll have Northwest. There's Southwest, which is kind of more central. Yeah, west, but still southwest. Uh, hopefully, they'll do a south again at some point. And then Tinley is kind of like they say the unofficial Midwest. But go to these things, even even if you own one snake, go to them. Please, the, please the go. One you'll yeah. have just hanging out, like almost um, almost especially if you only own one snake. Like please yeah. go because it you know there's so much that you that you'll gain and take in. So, I mean, I don't want people to think that these things are just for folks that have collections of 100-plus snakes. I mean, Carl's Or carpet pythons. Or carpet, yeah. It's, I know it's carpet fest, but it is – it's not. That's just where it started, and that's kind of – it's not – it's a misleading name. Just go. You know, like yeah. I mean, Carly's got four snakes, and she went to it. So, I mean, it's not just for people who have a ton. And even, even with that said, if there's a local reptile show, go to it. If you oh, can make yeah. it to Tinley, Daytona, to the Super Show out in California – 
go to them. It's it's an experience that you won't regret. And we even um and even I think we talked about that a little bit on the last podcast. Like, go yeah. and patron your uh, your local show. Exactly. So that anyway. is somewhat my recap. I kind of want to jump into what we we came to talk about. Other than that stuff, we came to talk about that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But we do want to hit on YouTube stuff and Facebook stuff and all that every now and then. For the second week in a row, the video that I found interesting came from Wiccan's Wicked Reptiles. Dude, he's pumping out some bangers, though. Like he's, he's got some really, really good informational videos. Yeah, that I, he's. That I, he, like. I do, I do enjoy his content. Um, and he's uh, he's talking about some some really good topics that, you know, some of them are the ones that we kind of all talk about and we go around and around. Like that's not to say we shouldn't talk about them and go around and around. No, um, I think we should talk about them in a civil manner i think a yeah. lot of the topics he brings up are the ones that you'll see on facebook that people for some reason have the inability to talk about in a civil manner yeah and that's one thing that i want to talk about uh, i think with yours when we get to it but the one i watched was top five most controversial reptiles slash mutant reptiles and they've been mentioned on other podcasts but i, I kind of wanted to bring them up again you know mm-hmm. it, it's the main ones like uh spider ball pythons then you also had the Jag carpets, which I owned a Jag carpet up until last year. And anybody that owns them, that's fine if you want them. I, uh, a lot of these animals that were on this list, I think, are fine to own. They're just not for everybody. And I think that's it, one thing we've got to learn that, okay, if it's not for you, that's fine. But you don't have to bash somebody who does want it and does take care of it. You know, I, I, I like Jag carpets. I think they're cool. Yes, they have a wobble. I, I didn't want to deal with that. But that doesn't mean the next person doesn't mind dealing with it. It was kind of fun for me to learn about the silkies or the leatherbacks. Oh, yeah, the, the double leatherback. Yeah. So you take the the silkies yeah. are the product of two leatherbacks, correct? Or is it the other way around? No, I'm pretty I, sure it's 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 a product of two leatherbacks. Okay. Um, I, and then see, it's, I, it's, it's basically a scaleless bearded dragon. I need to uh, watch again. I'm like, oh, I had so much fun learning about it, and here's how much I learned. <laughs> it's basically a scaleless uh, bearded dragon. He talked about the fact that um, you kind of have to take care of their skin. Like, you yeah, you got to lotion them up. Yeah, it puts the lotion on its skin. Lube it up. Just, just let them slide around in a, in a quarter inch of oil for just, 45 just lube, minutes a day. <laughs> just lube up your lizard, and you're good. Yeah. But that doesn't, you know, if someone's taking care of it properly, that's fine. Have you guys ever had beardies? I don't even know. I yeah, I've had a bunch. I don't think I've. I think I may have bought one, mm. but I've had a lot of them given yeah, to me. Because you were saying that if if someone like you were saying in the last podcast, you were the, kind of the guy that people oh, would yeah. go to. Okay, so you have had yeah. your fair share of beardies. The current one we have is in my wife's classroom, but we have one. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How uh, about you, it, Justin? Have you ever had a beardie? I had two of them. Probably 14 years ago. They're cool lizards. I like some, them. Yeah, I enjoyed them. I mean, someone was, I like Euromastics more. Like, if I'm going to keep lizards, I think it's going to be Euromastics again because I've got a Euro. Those and they're great. I love those things. You man. have one? I have one. I love I them. Yeah. Jeez. And these are all probably things that you've told me. You know, uh, oh, I guarantee I've told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when I, I asked, I asked in the group chat, like, three or four times i'm like hey by the way have you have, have any of you guys played pokemon and she's like carly we've we've got over this ryan is just like remember i showed you my pokeball tattoo her hard drive is full it is it is it's so much of it it's gotta be rebooted some but you know i have, I have an oscillated euro masks i think euros are awesome they're uh yeah you don't have to deal with bugs that's the great thing about a euro yeah 
I just I um, enjoyed them. But I, I like lizards. I, I personally can't own a lot of lizards just because I know how I keep reptiles, and I don't. I don't want it to be negative appearance on me, but I just don't have the time to put in that is needed for lizards, especially. Dude, I think snakes some spoil you, dude. Yeah. I think I think that is. I think that's that might be what all three of us like. I I don't want to put the time in to care for a lizard, like even something that. Like your mastics, they eat mostly like plant matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's veggies and uh, like lentils and and seed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to fucking do that. (laughs) I I, I can do it with one, but I when you see someone who has tons of beardeds or like monitors, like people that own Mm -hmm. monitors, that as much as I would love to have a monitor, the time it takes because that's such a social animal that you've got to work on the social aspect along with just the basic care. It's almost like and, having a parrot, you know, you gotta, you can't just put yeah. it in a cage and leave it alone, you know, like you gotta actually, you gotta interact with it. <laughs> like exactly. a six-year-old that'll bite you if you don't play with it. Because, because don't parrots, don't some, like, African greys, don't they have the mental capacity of, like, a four-year-old? Oh, yeah, they can yeah. probably evolve. Yeah. They, they can figure out colors and shapes, and, I mean, that's one thing a lot of these animals, like I said, <laughs> when we were at Cody and uh, Pia's, looking at the mambas in the face, it's just, it gives you a whole different understanding of a snake, like, there's thought going on there, more thought so than when I look at my derpy little Sambo is in their face. And they look you in the eyes. And like they they're looking that. back at you. What, and their they, eyes move? Like, it's it's weird. And they, and they, I'll never forget it. Well, I, I I will never forget this as long as I live. Like, it was looking around, looking around, you just, and then it, it looks you in the eyes and maintains that it's, eye contact. It's and, like the velociraptors from Jurassic Park. God, like, this thing, I mean... Like, I would not want to go to, I don't know, they were just incredible. It's pretty funny to watch Cody, who's not very tall, you know, work these, like, (laughs) big nine-foot mambas. He's like twice the size of Cody. I didn't actually get to see him work on my, I was either doing stuff with, like, either Ian had a job for me, or I was with the rats, which (laughs) I was happy. I I was happy, I mean, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities to see him work them, but I was... And I saw him work a couple other things, but not the Mambas. But Look, I thought all that collection was amazing, and I do want some Venomous at some point. But I remember at one point you were like, oh, man, wouldn't you love to sleep in the Montane room with all those Vipers? And it was me, my wife, and April. We were like, uh, no. Dude. No, we wouldn't. Are you Are you? Are you fucking it's high? What are you talking about? room in the house. It's, it's incredible. The temperature is amazing. But the problem is everything in there can kill you and this is not a reflection on pierre cody because the way they keep their animals is insanely it's awesome immaculate it, it's the, a matter the highest of, safety measures it's a matter of shit happens and if i'm sleeping in the middle of the night and roll over and smack a tank and break it open i'm dead <laughs> are you a uh, restless sleeper like do you roll around i don't know but i don't <laughs> want to find out there that's not the i place. don't that's know not, that's not the place i want to find out but in the middle of sleep I play ninja fights. Like I don't want to. Yeah, that's not the house for sleepwalkers. No. Yeah. Oh, Just think about if you're sleeping, sleeping in that main room, and you have these giant glass windows in the mamba cage, and you shatter one. God, I it's mean, yeah. No, it it was. I I would happily live in that. Like they, all they would have to do is set up a little exoterra for me, just miss me twice a day, <laughs> and I would happily live in that room. <laughs> P and Cody, if you want, 
You can let her move in and she will clean rats for you I every will, day. I will happily clean rats all damn day just to just toss her some some kibble and give her yeah. a bowl of water and she'll be fine. You know, you know my diet. My you know my diet is, is strictly tofu and chickpeas, James. You know me by now. That's true. Give give her the shit you would normally give to someone you hate. She'll love to eat. She'll be all over it. She'll love it. I'm into it with my little hands. Just... But so back to the video again. It talked about a lot of the controversial reptiles and that you hear them all the time. And like talked about the silkies, which take special care, or uh, scaleless snakes. Which a lot of people are like, oh, scaleless snakes are horrible. But I've heard from many people that care wise. They feel like marshmallows. Not... I don't. What? I don't understand the hype. I don't. I mean, I'm it, kind of ambivalent it, to them. I just don't. I don't get it. Well, see, that's one thing. It's not your thing. But I don't think because it's not your thing or my thing. I'm not being on scaleless. That we need to be like it shouldn't exist because it's my, from my understanding that most of scaleless stuff sheds fine, eats fine, behaves like a snake would it just has no scales and if like look i think it's weird for us to go no it shouldn't have scales but this one should be purple like that's <laughs> when do we decide which mutation is right and which one's wrong and i okay. can see where some people say like spider and jag it causes them to have neuro issues i can fully understand someone not liking it but i think we need to reel it back in and not have such strong arguments at each other that it turns into name calling and calling people stupid or calling saying people that don't care about their animal because they breed jaguar carpets or because and they breed spider balls. That's what's I don't understand about the whole like that argument, the whole wreck versus vivarium thing. Like the whole argument is just so stupid in my opinion because it's like if someone's keeping a scaleless animal, why do you care so much? Yeah, You're not the one who has to take care of it. You're not the one who has to worry about it or deal with it. And this all ties into Carly's video. Carly's video was uh, from Animals at Home, which that is a misleading one because Animals at Home also has a podcast, which I suggest people listen to. He has really great episodes, but he did a YouTube video on Reptile Facebook. Is it broken? Question mark. And it basically was this. It was the how when you get into a Reptile Facebook group, there seems to be no middle ground anymore. Nope. Uh, it's all or nothing. Yeah. You, and it's always the cage and, and cage and racks will come up a lot. And I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot because I'm very much a rack person and people can hate me for it. But, but also look behind you. Like, look at those cages. Like, yeah, I mean, I've got my big snakes are not shoved into a box. They've, they've got, I mean, it's still a box. It's just a bigger box. Yeah. But I mean, even racks, like there's some big racks out there that can happily house like some big animals. Yeah. I just, I think that we've got to find as a hobby, a way not to yell at each other. Uh, it happens too much, and and like I said, the videos, kind of the two videos we talked about, kind of hit on that thing. It's you do stuff different than me, so therefore you're wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's people have got to chill and just being open and talking. Like, okay, why do you feel like that? I'll tell you why I feel about that, and and you can disagree. It's yeah, cool to disagree. That's fine. There's a there's. A, I, I don't I, even get into that. Like, I don't even bother arguing. Really no, anymore. I, I don't anymore. Um, I used to. It's just not worth it. The only reason, like, and back, I mean, even, like, by this time last year, I would totally be lurking on arguments on Facebook. And, you know, just because, like, it, it was a great way to learn when two people were super passionate about one, one side or the other. But it was so rare to find people saying, like, saying it in a tactful way. Yeah. But so even 
by this time last year, I was like, ooh, shit, someone's like popping off on this debate or that debate. But now, like, I see it and it just doesn't even interest me. It's exhausting. It is. It is. No (laughs) one's ever won a Facebook fight. Well, that's, yeah, because that's the way I look at it. Like, I'm not going to change my opinion. I guarantee you, you're not going to change your opinion. So why are we even wasting our time and energy? There's so many other things I have to be worrying about and doing right now that I'm like, the last thing I'm going to be doing is arguing with your dumbass on the internet. If people would just present their side, you'd change way more minds. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone presents their side on how they keep and how they do stuff, easily someone can see that and go, hey, that that seems kind of cool. I would try that. But the moment someone puts up how they keep and someone goes you're a stupid idiot then it's a fight and no one's listening to each other no one is finding common ground I mean, it's, just, it's it's ridiculous and I, I ended up listening to the animals at home podcast that kind of went along with that video and uh and it was this whole thing you you get in groups you see people start fighting in some of these facebook groups i feel like sometimes people need to realize it's not a a right to be in a facebook group <laughs> i mean like just because you exist doesn't mean you should be in there and you're allowed to keep scrolling. If you don't agree, you're allowed to leave a group and you're allowed to leave a group without going, I'm leaving this group and then leave. Yeah. It. As yeah. if everyone's going to be like, no, please stay. Yeah. <laughs> no one gives a damn. Just leave the damn group. Yeah. Yeah. But, please don't go stranger. <laughs> I need your opinion to feel validated. Baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. All you don't right, get to right. hurt my feelings and just dip. <laughs> And so, like, you know, there are plenty of groups that I'm in that I'll make a post about something I do, and they'll take the post down because it doesn't meet what they feel oh, is right. Oh, yeah. And look, they're allowed to. It is their group. I, I, it's going to bother me a little bit, but enough, not enough to go, I'm leaving this, or you're stupid. Look, it's your group. So every Facebook group was started by an individual, and they could do whatever the hell they want in that group, and you decided to join it. So just join it. Be a part of it. Read what's there. Listen what's there. And and have conversations. Our hobby has got to have more conversations and less arguments. You know, that's what this whole past weekend was. It was nothing but conversations, and it was great. You never heard anybody point a finger or yell at anybody, tell anybody it was wrong. I mean, except <laughs> for except for um, during the auction. When oh, Mike. Mike was, up there, Mike was yelling at everybody. But uh, that other was, than that. <laughs> that was the best. I loved it. Yeah, you were getting some heat from Mike, James. You were, but I looked the look on your face. You were just like, yes, yes, it's more. Entertaining. It's yeah. entertaining. I'm good with it. Yeah, and you take it on the chin. So good on you, man. So, so, so both of our Facebook videos this week, I, I suggest going to see them again. Animals at Home, uh, Reptile Facebook is is broken, and then mine was Wicked Wicked Reptiles. These guys uh, are both such so personable, and so I. Well, they're not in your face. You you can watch their videos and see both sides of any argument. They're very calm about how they deliver their information. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't come off – to me, they don't come off overbearing. And I like that. There's a lot of Facebook things I can't watch because it is uh, it's very much I- I'm right, you're wrong, and I can't do that kind of stuff. Or they're really over the top. Mm-hmm. And, and it is. The, the, look, people will watch them. And it's their prerogative to put out whatever information they want to. But these are two people that I've listened to that I like. Yeah. And, and and anybody out there, if you see a video that you think is really great, shoot it to us. Shoot it yes. to us in a, a message on Facebook. Post it on our Facebook group. Shoot it to us in an email. We'll watch it. And, yeah. and we may bring it up. We may say, that's a great video. Uh, let's talk about that one. Yeah, man. Like that, that'd be 
have we gotten anything yet? Because I know you not yet. I, yeah, I you, mean, you've gotten some messages, and I've I didn't gotten, know. I've gotten some messages. I do want to say I've gotten some messages this past week that have been awesome. There have been several people that have reached out to me and Carly and given us compliments about our first episode, and and that feeling is great. It goes back to the whole I can't believe people are listening to the two of us talk. It's weird. <laughs> and I know, I know, Justin, this is probably preaching to the choir. Like, I mean, when your show started to really pick up, like, I remember, I remember your show from its inception. Like, you know, it was really a way for, like, I was also listening to NPR, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It was just less intimidating for some reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing less intimidating than Jake. Right. <laughs> Right. And and don't tell Jake I said that because I want to see how long it takes for him to notice because he's never going to listen to this podcast. Because right. he listens to no podcast. But like if there was a bunny and 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 Jake, we all I'd be know afraid of the bunny. I'd watch yeah. out for the bunny. I wouldn't trust that bunny. That bunny will cut you. I like all the. I love that there's so many podcasts. I love y'all's podcast. The two of y'all I think are hilarious. I know. I was- and, and I, I think there's room for all of our. I know. I know. Some people will go. There's too many podcasts. No such thing. Uh, I, I've never heard someone say that. Who's, I have. I really? have. It's, it's weird. Oh man. But I love it because I remember when there was nothing. Yeah. Again, it goes back to it was just you and your and your snakes, and you never heard from anybody else. I, I told Joe this. I think that things like your podcast, NPR, their po- uh, from the ground up, they've really shrank the the global community for the reptile hobby. And mm-hmm. I never would have met you without your podcast. Mm-hmm. I never would have yeah, heard about It's, it's funny how that works. You know, it's, it's, it's just strange how that kind of thing, because everyone, I guess I don't, it's not really like a circuit, but you know, there's a lot of crossover and listenership between shows and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just, it's well, funny that, yeah, it does. You know, when we went to the brewery Friday night, you know, there was Greg Waltz and I think like, one or two other people came rolling up wearing Condro cash shirts. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, I saw it's that. Like, like that. It's weird. That, I'm still like, why are people, people, people buy this shit? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, t- like I told Joe, and I told Carly when I had this idea for this podcast, you guys do a great, great deal of interviews and you do a good job at them uh, from the ground up. They do a great job of interviews. NPR has done a great job of interviews for years. I needed something that wasn't the same as that. Yeah. And that was what this was. This I wanted this to be more of a conversation because I feel like the hobby needs more conversations. Well, and um, there's, there's this, def- what do you mean? Like, what are they? There's this definitely conversation too. No, like, it is. It is. No. Uh, and, and <laughs> what do you think? I, I, <laughs> no, I like, I, I like y'all's one-on-one every I'm month. Kidding. We do the one-on-one. <laughs> That's awesome. But I feel like I love the interviews, but I'm, more people need to talk to each other. Go to these reptile shows, meet people, talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so the, what I wanted for this this show, this podcast, was just to have those talking points. You know, we talked about reptile, five most controversial reptiles. Talk to people about them. Don't argue with them, but talk to them about it. Say, look, what's your opinion? If their opinion is different from yours, that's fine. You learn somebody's opinion. That's cool. And that's kind of the goal here. And it's so, I don't know. It's a roundabout way of saying, yeah. I like I like your podcast and everybody else, and I'm going to crush y'all. <laughs> <laughs> See, are you are you uh, naturally a competitive person? Because I am not. Me? Oh, yeah. I am. Really? I am. See, that's why we're look, so, Why we do you are, think I check the stats every five seconds we, to see how we many are, people listen? We are so yin and yang, it's not even funny. It's it's like every time, the more and more we get to know each other, like the more and more I'm just like, God damn, we are so opposite. Look, and I love look, it. Right, 
Riley and all of them kept talking about having podcast wars against all the different reptile podcasts, and I created a reptile podcast just so I could be a part of it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> now we know why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I do want to say, speaking of podcasts, and this is kind of what I have. I listened. Oh. I, I know you listened to the Morelia Python Radio podcast. Oh my god! Uh, they put out last Friday, and uh, I, I'm not going to say I fanboyed. I know you fangirled over them, but it was awesome to hear Eric. Say he listened to our podcast and for him to talk about it and to hear Owen butcher the name of our podcast over and over again. I, and I, God, I love their one on ones. I, I don't know why. And I know I'm not alone because, no, like, it's entertaining. I, everyone has, has expressed how much they love when Justin and Jake do one on ones and when well, people Eric, love when, uh, Joe and Melissa do one on ones. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, we love Yeah. Them. It's odd because when I, like, when we, we did it. I think the first one happened because we just didn't like have the somebody. One, we didn't have somebody lined up, so we we're like, I guess we're just gonna sit here and talk to each other. <laughs> and uh, but then we, I mean, we had people saying like they really liked them, and we're kind of like, why? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think it's a lot of time. It's because when we have conversations on these podcasts, just one on one with each other, these are the same conversations these people have in their heads. They just don't have anybody to have them with. Yeah. Um, everyone's oh, thinking the things we say, or they have a point and they want to say it, but they don't have anybody to say it too. And so when they hear you guys talking, they go, "Oh yeah, I agree with that," or "Yeah, that's stupid," but they have an opinion. Well, that was also nice because it's like our break. Like I don't have to worry about an outline. I don't have to worry about you know sounding Questions like a jackass. And, and, yeah. And, you know, well, yeah, because you're interviewing somebody, so it's it's a whole matter of you don't want to waste their time. Okay, so here's a question: Is it less editing? when you guys do a one-on-one or is it just as much editing no i mean i i legitimately i do so little editing each episode oh like unless the only thing i'm really taking out is like any awkward silences which is now at the point where it's kind of rare because i can kind of tell when we're getting into one and so it's like throw something out but before yeah i mean it's it's the bare minimum of editing i really i hate i don't like i don't i don't know i don't i just want to natural i just wanted to flow and be a thing. You know? ours are heavily they are heavily very, edited they are very edited they will get better it, it, it's at no fault of james it's i i know how much how much work you're already putting into it and then to, uh, uh, it, it'll get better it will get better it's great now look it's great. i love when eric says yeah we'll edit that out and then you all hear it in the podcast because he didn't edit anything out mm-hmm they brought that up in the last podcast. Like it's hilarious. They did bring up on their podcast. Uh, I, I do want to point this out to Owen, which who also is your version of Jake and will never listen to this. Uh, Owen said that we were more likely to have Eric on our podcast eight times or whatever it was before we ever have him on. And I disagree. When I get a free slot, which I've got a few people lined up already. When I get a free slot, I'm reaching out to Owen. I want Owen on before Eric. Uh, we're gonna buck the system. Yeah, we're we're not going to Eric first. They did they did play the fun game of fuck uh, you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> they did play the fun game of who is the Owen and who is the Eric of our podcast, and I think they were right. Who, Carly, who who would you say is the Owen of our podcast? You know what I'm gonna say because yeah, they true. they were spot on. It's they true. were spot on. Who's definitely. the daddy and who's the mommy? <laughs> no, they, it's definitely, they, and I and I feel like I'm there. Just like I feel like Justin's the Eric and Jake's definitely the Owen and. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably go with Joe as the Eric and Melissa's definitely the Owen. Mm-hmm. But you think I think it's funny that we use NPR as the measuring stick by right. which the rest of us are measured by. 
Yep. That is a really good analogy. And it's, it's something that like we all know, but we, like, I never really even like, Oh fuck. Yeah. We, sorry. Am I swearing too much? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Fuck it. I mean, Oh poop. Sorry. <laughs> I did not do my homework this week, so I am so happy that you did, James. Like I, I said, I, I had my phone on me maybe for five minutes at the most. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. You would think someone who was in a house surrounded by amazing venomous snakes would have taken one damn picture to post on Instagram. <laughs> oh. oh, she said, forget all the listeners. I'm going to keep all these memories for myself. <laughs> I'm living in the moment, man. Hey, by the way, I do like your shirt, though. This? Yeah, where'd you get that? And can Probably, I make it into a crop top? You can always make a shirt into a crop top. <laughs> I mean, I she made my shirt into a crop top. You made but, what? Said so she made my shirt into a crop top at Carpenter's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got this at Walmart because it's the only place that has fat guy shirts. Wait, you got a, you got a monocle cover shirt at Walmart? Yeah. That's a monocle cover, right? Yeah. No, it's a it's a spectacle cobra. It's got the two spots, not just the one. See, I could, me, is, oh, I can see it now. I was like, "This is how little I know." Everybody, yeah. Oh my okay. god, yes. Okay. <laughs> so glad folks can't see that. Take it off. <laughs> Take it off. Ow. Speaking of cobras and <laughs> I'm gonna get us back on topic. I did. Uh, oh yeah, yes. Did, Thank uh, God someone took pictures. I, I did take all those pictures. I posted those, but what I wanted to talk about was. The Reptile Report shared a meme that gets put around like every other month. And I posted it on our Facebook page, but it's the picture of a poisonous snake and a non-poisonous yeah. snake, which is 100% factual in that picture. You know, the non-poisonous snake is the cobra, which is true because that's a venomous snake. And the poisonous snake is the keelback snake, which is poisonous because it eats frogs and toads and it is able to take that poison, put it into its body. Uh, but must, people always lose their shit over that. They'll people will share that that picture, and then you always get someone going, "Snakes aren't poisonous." And I'm like, "Calm I, down." That's, yeah, that's another one, man. It's like I'm not even going to bother correcting. I know. It's a, it's a, it, why it's waste a, the time? It's a trigger must, picture. It's it's such a it's it's kind of a coincidence that you posted that because it wasn't Carpet Fest Day, but I think it was like the day before after someone, someone said like, there's no such thing. We were all like standing in a circle and I, I can't remember who it was or cause I was, I was still high on life and bouncing out, uh, bouncing all around the, the place. And like, I just overheard someone say like, there's no such thing as poisonous snakes. And I like paused. Actually. And, and, yeah. I, no one well, said it. No one said it. And I was just like. my monocle. Yeah. So, are you aware? <laughs> but like, like no one was, no one was crappy about it. And I mean, like people, people, someone could have corrected him in a gentle way. But he was like, he was on a roll. Like this cat was like on a roll talking about something, and like it just maybe it was like a slip of the tongue. And it was. Well, just, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I am that guy that corrects people when they say snakes are poisonous. Uh, I, just I don't, I don't do it. I don't do it as a jerk. But the teacher in me is like, because you're this, a teacher. This, this, is a, this is a teachable moment. Here we go. And, and so I'm like, we're gonna, I'm gonna teach it. Like my daughter will do it too. My eight year old daughter, if someone says a snake is poisonous, will do the whole rant about poison and venom. And, and uh, actually, I I do appreciate it when when you teach me something. I I like I do t- kind of take that for granted when you do take the time to tell me like, oh hey, by the way, it's a fucking fruit. No. I'm <laughs> But yes, most of the things that people call vegetables are fruits, and I'm the jerk that reminds them of that. 
but no, it, yeah, the, the, so it was just kind of a funny coincidence when that, me- and the reptile report, have they posted that before? I've noticed that they kind of, probably, they, I mean, they kind of recycle, they recycle some. I will tell you, and, and this is not to bash reptile report because they have amazing stuff. Uh, they have before posted some memes that I made, and I never got credit for it. I was, <gasps> no. What? I mean, because I've been known to make a meme or two. Yeah. What, and, what, uh, what, what, yes, you have. You've been known to make a meme or two. What What meme was it? I don't remember which one. <laughs> Are you point. sure? Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> what the world doesn't see is the 50 million memes I send to Justin and Jake that they never see. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, so they're, oh, so that reminds me. I can't, I, Justin? I want to play a little game with you. And this is for Uh-oh. your listeners, our listeners, for Jake and the rest of the world. I just need you to play along with me, okay? Okay. All right. McDonald's. What is McDonald's number one selling burger? It's an easy Play-ish. one. No, that's not a burger. Fucking. Come fish. on, man. No, you're Come doing on. that on purpose. He's doing that what, on purpose. What is it? A Big Mac. It's a Big Mac. Right. Okay. There's also a store. It's got an orange sign it sells a lot of knickknacks called big lots you've heard of big lots right we have a big lots here yes big lots right okay so if we were to remove the big from big mac you're left with what are you What's waiting uh, i know what you're trying to do no we're gonna finish this up you're left with what Maclets. no it's not what it is. <laughs> you're left with mac and if you remove the big from big lots justin what are you left with say oh it oh my god come on justin say it Mac, Mac, Mac lots. There we go. What people can't see is that Justin is physically ill from having to say the word Mac lots. I couldn't help it. I had Justin on, and it look. James, well done, my friend. Well done. I I listen to your podcast, and I'm always like, oh god, I wish their podcast was live, so I could comment in live time. Mac lots. I I I had no idea that that would. I know. I was a point of discussion apparently with a lot of people. Like I'm saying Maclots. I'm just saying Maclots. I'm just like But but you're not. But you're not. You're not saying I am. But you you deserve it for letting your podcast or pod yeah, podcast co host say papaya for like three episodes. Dude, okay. I've defended myself on this enough. <laughs> he, like we hadn't known each other that long when we started doing it. I didn't want to be the guy that was like, "Hey, man, it's not, it's not papayan." <laughs> but like, I, I was like, "There's no way he doesn't know that that's what they're not called." It's like he has a room full of them. Like surely he how, knows. That's how I feel about when you say Macklets or Bo Ellens. Well, I I remember you. Were you saying after he would say papaya and you would say Papuan? Yeah, I would pick up on it. Maybe he'd pick up on it. Yeah, and he did it, and it's yeah. just it just got better and better. Like, was, uh, was like but, yeah, those those Papuans are sweet, and it just dude, right over dude, the head. You did he? You did make it. I, attempt, I mean, I attempted multiple times. He tried. He tried. He tried. I was like, after a while, I just gave up. I was like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I love I love listening to the podcast. I'm like, what word are they going to butcher next? Here we go. <laughs> Bo Ellens. Bo Ellens. Oh my God. Bowens. Look, Bowens. It's, it's it's a different emphasis on the same syllable. Okay. <laughs> the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> oh, Bo Ellens. Oh. Anyways, I had, I had to 
I had you on here, so that I had was... to make fun of it. <laughs> Dude, I had no idea where you were going that, with that. I was like, oh, wow. I, I knew. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> as I thought of it, I was like, this, this motherfucker. He's trying See, that's, that's why to you guys are walking into this one. <laughs> Older, wiser, more mature. Oh, so I wanted to look at, since someone actually did their homework and filled out the, uh... Uh, the rundown sheet, and it wasn't Carly. <laughs> I was looking at what Justin put. We talked about the Nido panel a little bit. And I, again, I referenced yeah. the best way to see that is to go to your Facebook or go to the podcast, YouTube, find it there. Uh, you also talked about Dan Maleri's recent videos, which I've watched. But I'll yeah, let you bring I, them up. I, honestly, I need to I need to watch like the last two that he's posted. But it's always really cool to see the videos he posts of like the farm and stuff. Yeah. You know, you kind of get a little sort of a behind the scenes look, I guess, of of like where his animals are coming from and it's awesome that he's as hands-on with that stuff as he is. Cause I feel like a lot of, and I mean, I could be completely wrong, but uh, from what I understand, a lot of importers, they don't go and like handpick anything that they're getting sent to them. You know, they, yeah. they're like, yeah, send me this. And like what they send get me is a what box they get. Full of whatever. Right. And I, I've been trying to catch up on, I have like 40 videos that I need to watch just cause I didn't, I didn't check my phone on me for, we what get it. Seems, you didn't have your phone for a weekend. It seemed like for, Ever, and it was amazing it was amazing honestly but uh i did watch the video of him at the farm and it, i have i haven't seen that yet it was not what i was expecting like it it that place is it looks good it looks yeah. really good you, you expect think, it to be third world kind of run down and dirty it, but, but they well, i think a doing. lot of them are yes you know, i think he's not like he's his, not going to those the one he's he's picking from is kind of the exception mm. to the rule you know I watched his videos and then I watched uh, Dave Coffin's videos because Dave Coffin was there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched where they like found retics in the wild, which was cool. God, those animals! Oh, they're I mean, like I would have wanted to know. I wish I wanted to know what sex they were, but God, they were whoa, gorgeous. Whoa, whoa. Take them out for dinner first. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Are you but, trying to say that they're either male or female, Carly? The world we live in. This is twenty twenty. It's not. Do you just assume it's gender? <laughs> Oh, by the way, if, any, if anybody's offended by this conversation, <laughs> suck it. I sent you my cloaca. Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sending cloaca pictures again? I can't help it. Those damn cloaca pics. I can't we talk oh. about this. <laughs> Carly, you're not a kid anymore. You're not in high school. <laughs> Stop sending cloaca pics. <laughs> um, it's, it's, that needs to become a thing. Everybody, if you're listening... Just start posting cloaca pics. Hashtag cloaca pics. Or send send James your cloaca pics and just be like, I sent you my cloaca. Please send, respond. Send all of your cloaca pics to at the reptile gumbo, or reptile gumbo podcast at gmail.com. And we, and we will share your cloaca pics. Now I swear I'm just, to God. I swear to God, if it's not of a cloaca, I may hunt you down and hurt you. Yeah. Now I'm just I'm just taking this joke and running with it. But you know, like <laughs> you know, like that, like saying like big dick energy let's do like big hemi peen energy whoa <laughs> you've never okay. heard that saying oh no i've never heard that saying not big dick energy no <laughs> yeah okay boomer <laughs> um you may have was that, too far was oh did you have a i'm trying to look let's see I don't okay know. What did, I did you did you have a keeper tip I did have a keeper tip. Wait, get us back on topic. I posted it on our Facebook page. I saw that. I know. And I can share it with, I can share the picture with y'all. The one I have is I own racks. I've talked about it before. I own racks and I, I love Impure. my racks. 
<laughs> I know. I love my racks from SeaSerpents.com. It's a free plug because SeaSerpents.com is awesome. I, the other, I'm not saying anything bad about any other racks. Because I don't own any other racks. I only own them from Chris at Sea Serpents. I don't know if you have any at all, Justin. No, uh, so my knowledge. So many people. Awesome. They so many people sing his praises too. That he's like just such a nice he's, guy he's, and so responsive. He's nice. His turnaround time is like ten days. I what? mean, it's it's insane. And he sends them like the racks come assembled, ready that to is go. A far cry from where I get my caging. I know you pop them out of the box. They're ready to go. I actually have two cages by him, and he he will make cages for you if you mm. if you sweet talk them. But all right, well these the uh, these casters these so these... yes so I, I I buy my racks and uh, they don't come with wheels and I like to be able to move stuff around my room sometimes just for cleaning, be able to see under stuff. I know some people you know it kind of is a pain if everything's sitting on the ground. So what I did is if you go to like a Harbor Freighter Lowe's, you can find these wooden furniture dollies. And again, you can see the pictures posted on our Facebook group. And they come with four caster wheels on the bottom of them. And there's a big open space in the middle, which would kind of be a pain for trying to balance a rack there when it's wide open. So if you take three quarter inch plywood and cut it just to that little rectangle, it fits directly in there nice and snug and flat. You screw it down and your racks sit right on top of it. And you now have wheels for your racks to move them around the snake room. And it's, it's an easy, cheap way to, uh, be able to organize your snake room a little more. And again, if you don't have racks, then sorry, you listen to that tip, but it will help you. I don't know. You put a tank on it for all I care. Yeah. But, you- that's a wheelie cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. You're so punny. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you, uh, do you do a lot of like DIY stuff, James, or do you just kind of, I'm one of those, like, if there's a problem, I can engineer something many times over engineer an idea to fix it. But I, I like to know, like, at some point, I'll share how I do my paper for like my cages that still use paper and all that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, I, I like to find ways to to fix a problem if I can. Would you um, ever make your own caging, or do you just do you really prefer? Not having- anymore. Never again. I used to. Oh. I used to have big wooden cages that I made. I used to have racks that my dad and I made, mm-hmm. and they worked and they were fine at the time. But since then, I've upgraded to PVC racks and PVC cages, which are oh, so much so lighter. Slick. They're so yeah. slick. They're easier to move around. They're easier to clean. Just they're easier in general. Mm-hmm. And since that move, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back to making cages. I'll leave that to the, the professionals. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, my cages, I had five foot. It was five by two by 18, I think. And they were three quarter inch plywood all the way around. Oh, my God. God, <laughs> they were not going anywhere. They were solid. I mean, the they could have been a bed. I mean, they were they were coffins. But God, I was tired of moving them from house to house. How long did you have them before you retired them? Oh, over ten years. Oh wow, over, they over uh, they was, really they lasted. They. On the, I sold them somebody, and I'm, I'm sure they're still being used. I sold them to somebody. I mean, they when I sold them, they were still. I mean, Mint. you have to blow them up to to break them. Yeah. And a lot of people enjoy making their own cages. I And I just, for what I did and what I wanted, having PVC cages and racks worked for me. Are you vibing um, down there, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, vibing. So, vibing. So anyways, if you want to see that, go over to the Facebook page. You'll see my little keeper tip. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what was your keeper tip? Uh, to utilize stores like Dollar Tree, Dollar General, and Family Dollar. Yes. Like you can go to pet and I did a actually I'm on TikTok as much as I hate to admit it. 
But I did a video this morning because I went to Dollar Tree and I was like, you can go to, uh, you know, PetSmart and pay $15 for a plastic bowl or you can go to Dollar Tree and get five of them for $5. And, you know, it's kind of funny because you go into PetSmart and they have like the small bags of Aspen that are like $12, right? Yeah. You go over two aisles to the rodent section and get a giant bale of Aspen oh, yeah. for like $2 more. And it's because they put a snake or like a water dragon who, I don't know who keeps water dragons on Aspen. Yeah. Or whatever. It's um, dead. Well, not for long. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, Oh, as soon as it's slapped as reptile, the price right, goes they up. throw that on there. Yeah. And it's like people, I don't know if people are like, think that because you're buying from dollar tree or something, the bowl is somehow like, Less, 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 less of a bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it does not hold water as well as the Shell other bowl. Of a bowl. Of water. I love those those Crocs that uh, like I I get a lot of. Um, I'm actually using. I'm using you. Words. <laughs> I'm utilizing a couple tips that I've learned from Jake and Justin. Um, those Croc bowls. Um, from Dollar yeah. Tree. Um, and then uh, I love that substrate that you shared. A while and ago, Carefresh. Yeah, but yeah, I like that stuff a lot. I'm getting the off-brand. It's it like the only. I mean, the minor thing, the minor critique I have for it is when it's gray. Sometimes it's harder to see. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, you, go. Uh, you can say poop. What's the fancy word that we use for snake poop again? I forget. Shit. Urates. Urates. The urates. <laughs> urates aren't poop. Urates aren't. Nope. Nope. You are right. You right. You right. Urates are the hard white stuff that people freak out on the first snake. What is this stuff in my cage? <laughs> they they don't know. They're just learning. They're scared. I can tell you, there's not a tougher thing on earth than urates. That is, I don't yeah. know how, but once it's on something, it's there. You better like it. Man. Yep. Oh, speaking of urates. Um. So before Pia and Cody and Lana dropped me off at the airport, we went to Sweetwater. No, we went to. I think. Oh, man, it was newer because PS had said that they'd never been to it. But you know, you you walk around and there's a bunch of really cool species of birds and um, bugs. And anyway, so because they were just like, you're in Florida, you haven't seen an alligator, you, you're gonna see an alligator before we leave. And it was only like 15 minutes away from the airport. And man, like these uh, these urates from these crocs were huge. They were like the size of my fist, and it was solid urates. They were just That's crazy. I know, I know. These are some big animals, and they they have that, some. That would leave a giant white spot on my black cages. <laughs> yeah, because gerates don't go away. <laughs> but yeah, they're... I also know uh, you use those stores for your greenery. You've talked about that before for your your yeah. Cages. Wal- like Walmart has their little section. I get you know they have little five dollar bundles of ferns that are pretty big, actually. Um, yeah, those you have some in your Boyga setup, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of um. Are they, uh, where I might be mistaken. Like I couldn't remember. Sometimes I think I know these snake facts, but they're actually just fever dreams that I've made up like facts in my head. Um, <laughs> okay, I those other, Carly has a lot of weird dreams. Yeah. If we ever had time to break down her dreams. Oh my God. Holy Hera. That would be a baffling document. And, and they don't, and then, and they're not all good ideas. <laughs> Next time we'll, we'll delve into her idea on what was a good uh, tattoo oh, okay. idea because of a dream. Oh no, 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 no! Please no! I would do. <laughs> please well, no. This hanger. All right, no. keep going. Okay. I'm, I'm scared. 
I'm gonna go under. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go undercover now. You'll never ever see me again. We can't see you right now. You won't turn your camera on. <laughs> because I look like a bag of smashed assholes, okay? <laughs> but um, our boy got... Will they eat each other? Yeah, some of they, them will. Some, um, it sounds like like Cyania in particular, from what I understand, are kind of the, the, the worst of the bunch, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're, they seem... They're kind of a lot like racers. Like, if they could fit it in their mouth, they're probably going to eat it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do racers? Will they yeah. eat each other? Really? Yeah, yeah. Racers will eat freaking anything that moves yeah. man that's crazy cray um seems you're pain in the ass i don't even bother trying to catch them anymore like, whatever <laughs> my my i have a i have a a me- meager a humble keeper tip um when i'm cleaning my snakes and i don't want i don't feel like putting them in a tub i just put them on my shower rack they don't go nowhere <laughs> Jake had one of those uh that's Jake did something like that he took one of those like drying racks like the ones that yep. pulled out yeah Throw his yeah. carpet on there while he's cleaning. They love it, man. They're- yeah. That means you don't own a corn snake. Throw a corn snake on one of those and see what happens. Yeah. No, I, I have a corn snake and I have to watch him. I, I mean, I move swiftly and efficiently. <laughs> I would like to think so. Like my ball python, I'll put her up there and she'll be the whole time. She'll be like, I am going to die. You know, so she's yeah. not she's not going. What are you there, doing but, to me? Yeah. But I would not like obviously like if I've, I've heard that before, though. People doing that, putting them on a rack or something, especially if you have like like green trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you, could just, you could just take that perch out and set it on something. Yeah, and then... they don't go anywhere, man. Or, they usually just they just tuck their head into their coils. They're like, <laughs> I mean, my my um my cowl king um I put her in a little in a little tub because she's so scared and she's so oh like, yeah you know yeah. she's 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 just just a little little flying spazzy yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, twitchy, very defensive. Yeah. <laughs> so I also saw for Justin, you had Chondro progression on Parkland Chondros. Yeah, so Greg Waltz posted, I think it's it's a Chondro that uh, Frank Gatton produced. And I don't know, I should probably like show it to you, huh? I think I should send it to you so you can see it. Yeah, what 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 are we what are you guys talking about? It's a it's a green tree Chondros. progression. Contros, they're little green snakes on a stick. They're not ringing a bell. <laughs> they suck. They're horrible. <laughs> they suck. I'm sending it to. I just sent it to Carly. I'm sending it to. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> he likes me more. Suck it. Uh, maybe I'm not. Let me see. Uh huh. No, I mean to you. No. There no. we go. Oh. Oh wait, I see it. Oh wow. Oh wow. I sent it to the Simply Serpents account. Oh, okay. Give me a second. Okay, Whoa, that's the that same one. animal? Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is... Oh, shut like, the front. I saw shut that and I was like, door. sweet Jesus. Wow, okay, so let's see. Picture four, we're really starting to see something. Mm-hmm. Four and five is like, holy Hera. These... FG1703. Like it's so easy to see why people are so infatuated with these animals. Look at that eye. Look I, at those. I, yeah, they're I'd a pain in the ass. To, I'd love to see it, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't see it anywhere. Oh, but, but I messaged. I messaged it on Instagram to simply serpent. Oh, I don't ever check Instagram. I need to do it more. If I, I wish I had a partner that would post <laughs> stuff on Instagram. That would be helpful, you know. <laughs> 
I don't have anything to say to that. Just so I didn't feel like I was doing everything by myself, you know? It's... I try to guilt trip Jake all the time. It doesn't work. Hey, you knew what you it, were getting into. It, it doesn't work with Carly either. And I was so clear. I was just like, dude, I just want to let you know, like, you're you're going to be, like, the horsepower behind this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and now well, here we are. I, I'm going to assume that it's an awesome looking snake. I can't find it anywhere. You can? So. What? Here, no. hold. Okay. Hold, uh, I'm holding. Just, I'm holding just, on. Wait, okay, just go. I've clicked on every social media go. I have. <laughs> okay, but go on Instagram. Go on your Instagram app and just I... look up Parkland, Parkland Condros then. That seems hard. No. <laughs> All one word, no underscores, no periods. Oh, nice nice logo. Yeah, it's logo. I don't know who did that logo, but right. it's awesome. So which one am I looking that's, at? That's clear. The, dark one? the second post from the top. The, the red one? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Holy crap. I know. Why do the rest of them all suck and just turn solid green? This thing's awesome. Yeah, I, I bad mouth <laughs> conquers that. One, this one came from a ridiculously good pairing. Man, that thing is, it goes from red to like. Look at picture five. Marbled. Like, um, Are the parents, let's see. see I like parents? seven. I'm going to go. Those, those, that yellow, those yellow dots that stick out in the blue. All right. So look, if you're listening to this, I know it's kind of annoying because we're talking about a picture on a podcast. Go to Parkland Condros on Instagram. On, on Instagram, and if I can figure out a way, I may share it on our Facebook page. But it's awesome looking. It goes from a red baby to uh, it's indescribable. It's this marbled look. It's crazy. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm looking him up on Facebook. I don't think he has a Facebook. But there's he. Yeah, I mean, I, he's on Facebook, but I don't think he has a Facebook page. Yeah, seen pictures of like the sickness and stuff like that. It's kind of along those lines of just. It's hard to explain. Swap out the it. black for like blue. I'm into yeah. that. Teal. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm really into that. That really. Let's see. Um, yeah, that that whole course was just absolutely insane. RC sixteen oh five dream baby mighty blue paired to bluebird grasshopper sarong. <laughs> um, wow, these. That's, that's another cool- thing. Breeders with all these names, like for their animals. None like, of my animals have names other than like two. I I like I like the I like when um like Joe and Melissa that um are naming some of their like longstanding breeders and and I need to I need to give them names. Cannot oh, let me name them. Let me and Joe name them. My, my, <laughs> my daughter my daughter will name some of the snakes and then she'll like refer to it by name. I'm like, what snake are you talking about? It doesn't have a name. Oh, I named it. Like, I don't. So. Yeah, mine was like mine. Want, mine wants to name one of the yellow neonates Verdi. I'm like, that is the most basic thing you could do. Like, we can name it anything but Verdi because everyone has a yellow chondro and they name it Verdi. Like, come on, Aww, just just let her, just let her. She's she's only young. They grow up fast, Justin. Remember that? Yeah, says the person without a kid right. or any plans to ever have a kid. I will never. Oh my god, if. Go watch Peter Pan a million times and see how much you enjoy it. <laughs> Go watch Frozen. No, I, I I like Frozen. Thank you very much. I would I rather watch Frozen than Peter Pan. Have again. you guys seen the second Frozen? I I'm not yet. See it. Thank God. Thank. I, I, I actually want to see it. I do want to see it. I do want to see it. it. I think my daughter went and saw it in theaters without me. The nerve! Oh, the nerve! Take my eyes, but not my trip to see Frozen <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we went into all that. It is now Carly's dun da 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 big moment. Fuck, I was hoping you'd forget. Oh no, I'm not forgetting about this. It's Carly's 
animal fact of the week. Because again, Carly has animal facts of the day and not everyone else gets to enjoy what I get to enjoy on a daily basis. Uh, Better be a good one. (laughs) Shit, except this past week. Because I haven't... Okay, let me... Hold on, let me pull something. You're letting listeners down. It's only their second episode and you've already been like, forget (laughs) y'all. I'm going to pull something out my ass right now. Let's see. Da, 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 trying to think. You didn't worry um, about any animals this past week. Of course I did. But Pick one. Okay, so praying mantises, their breathing hole is next to their butt. <laughs> I think it's like, no, I was going to say, I think I thought it was like that for crickets, but I think crickets actually breathe through their feet, if I'm not mistaken. Their peats? Oh. I didn't know that. I don't know. Um, let's see. Fact check me. Fake news. <laughs> so, so you're saying praying mantises are butt breathers the butt breathers so the moment they fart they're breathing <laughs> oh, in their no. farts oh my god <laughs> could you imagine how horrible that would be for humans after they eat chipotle <laughs> just people passing <laughs> out and throwing up everywhere we are losing stop stop before we lose any more subscribers <laughs> no see that's something that's something everyone can can connect with everyone's had chipotle and and then regretted it about, oh, 30 minutes later. Let's see. When I was on my layover to Florida, I was listening to a podcast about praying mantises. Oh, my God. I almost forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> praying mantises. Um, and that's... that's that, was, of- that was the main thing. You, all the interesting things I'm sure yeah. they said about praying mantises and the, the amazing creatures they are yeah. and, and how they survive. And how the one thing The oh, one they- thing you remembered was their ass... Is next to the breathing hole. Millions of years of evolution. Millions of years of evolution to get to what we know about praying mantises. I have another one. And praying mantis farts go right into their lungs. That's what you got. (laughs) They can turn their heads 180 degrees. So they're owls. They're owls (laughs) that can breathe their own farts. Owl bugs. Owl bugs that breathe their own farts. Conspiracy confirmed. Are praying mantises owls? The the burning questions you've been wondering your entire life. Based on, they can both fly and they can turn their heads all the way around. The one way, the only way you can tell they're different is praying mantises can breathe their own farts. You heard it here. Look, that's that's factual. Have you Car- guys seen- Carly said it. Have you guys seen that video? Fine. Uh, have you guys seen that video of, um, I think it's just called Praying Mantis Skateboard Accident? No. Can you please look here? Can I bring it up? How do you, okay, I'm going to do share screen, okay? You have to turn on your camera to do that. No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do share. Okay, can you guys see me? Or no, see me? Okay, no. <laughs> I, uh, here, there it is. Whoa. Uh, hold on. Okay. Okay, so. For everybody out there listening, we are now watching Carly search YouTube. That is what God knows is. what's going to pop up when that. That is what this is off. Oh my God! Look at Carly's search history. Jesus, oh. Carly! Oh no, my nudes. <laughs> Praying mantis. You can put what? Where? Oh no! You really gotta delete that. All right, y'all ready for this? That's not what yeah. you do with a DiGiorno pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they make donut holes. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, so what you missed? What, no. Oh my god, it's a horrible That's video. Horrible. Why would you? All right, so the guy on a skateboard. I'm gonna paint this beautiful picture oh. that Carly just ruined. So we went through a great moment of learning about about praying mantises and their fart mouths, and then she decided to show us a video of a praying mantis on the end of a skateboard, and a guy is going along, and also the praying mantis decides it won't stop the skateboard, so it Dude, jumps it in front. 
that jumps <laughs> in front of the skateboard and lands on the ground and crunch. Angel of death, take me now. And we get to see a dead praying mantis. That was Carly's great video. So if anybody wants to see that, don't. Now I can cry myself to sleep tonight. Oh my god, it was so... But you guys Again. Need, you guys need I, to... As you listen to Carly laughing about a poor, innocent little animal dying. <laughs> to shut the fuck up and just listen just like the the despair in his voice just no (laughs) and you laugh at his pain this is how we know that sooner or later carly will kill people and bury them in her basement let's go make some skins out of the uh, some boots out of the skins of innocent baby seals it's a baby seals carly may never have kids but she will have some in her basement yeah Define have kids. <laughs> He's throwing off a skateboard and running over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stand, stand on the edge. edge. Stand on the edge. No, no, no. Stand yeah. On. Yeah. I'll like have a kid be like, do it like the video. <laughs> <laughs> now that that has derailed. Under the wheel. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I think we're going to end so our sorry. podcast I, on Carly's Dress up like a praying mantis and get under the wheel. <laughs> oh, man. I can't Cackle. I'm like, oh my right, god! Well, if you see Carly Jones in public, hide your children. I'm <laughs> praying mantises. Also, she's hide your hide your wife. Snatcher. Hide your praying mantises. Well. If she comes at you with a skateboard, just just run. Just Baby run. Snatchers. Be suspicious. Oh man! You were. Oh my god! Right. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, please don't do that right now. Let let us get through this, and then you can go do whatever you got to do. Okay. All right. So. That, thank you so much for coming on, Justin. Yes, I, so, I really anytime. Thank you for being part of our weekly train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I did tell Jake. I don't think he remembers that I talked to Jake. Like he was at Carpet Fest. If it was over the was, weekend, I guarantee you he doesn't remember it. But he wasn't really at Carpet Fest. <laughs> what was he really at? Car- I mean, he was there in body, but the lights were on, but no one was home. Here's a fun fact. This is a way you'll know that Jake did not listen to this podcast. So let's just say Jake and George. Send me a Cloena pick or Cloaca pick. Cloena. <laughs> different side different side of the snake. So Jake enjoyed himself at Carpet Fest very much. And uh by the end of the night was not overly aware of what was going on. And he would every now and then just fall back on the table and lay there. Oh no. He couldn't stand up. Really? So they, they had been playing cornhole. He's like a fainting goat. So he had these bean bags. <laughs> Uh, and so I'd pick up a beanbag and I'd hand one to Billy and I'd keep one in my hand and I'd chunk it at his nuts and then Billy would chunk one at his nuts and then Jake would stand up and yell at Billy and I never got in trouble. <laughs> this, happened, this happened like three times. Oh, uh, and so Jake, Jake has no idea I did this. I'm not sure he remembers it happening, but he has no idea I did this. You and guys, I, now he can't have kids. Are you proud? Yes. Uh, Probably that's actually a good for the thing. better. But it'll be a fun, it's a, it's a fun social experiment. Don't tell him. Let him see if he listens to the podcast yeah. and figures out who threw beanbags at his nuts. I have, I, have a, I have a fun fact, too. Carly cheats at Battleship. No, I don't. Justin Smith, no. It was the, you know, if, any, if anyone cheats, it was you, my friend. You it wasn't were, me. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You know what? She was, she was moving her ships. No, I, well, I would no. call out. I like went. I had a. I had a hardcore strategy. I wasn't. I, okay. I, I looked. Hold on a second. So I, I I had these bald spots on the board, so I would like oh put God. a few pegs in there. Nothing. No. And so I kept doing this, and I'm like, I why am I not hitting any of her ships? Like they're no. all there. I swear to God, she's moving them after I've like <laughs> cleared a section. She's like shifting it down to the bottom of the board, so I'd like go and like 
aim for somewhere at the bottom of the board I'd miss, so she'd go move it to the top. No, I wouldn't. You got it. <laughs> and you know what? People... Marley cheats at Battleship. Oh my god. You know, and you know, no one's gonna believe me. People are gonna believe Justin, but hey, I'm making this. I with... believe Justin. I'm, I'm making this. Thank you. I had witnesses. So, so now that y'all know what happened at Carpet Fest, at Carpet Fest, we saw Austin Venomous Snakes yeah, and, played, and played Cornhole and Battleship. That's, that was the amazing party that was Carpet Fest. She forced me to play, too. She's like, you're going to go play or you're going to go missing out here in the floor. She brought week. Battleship all the way from Minnesota, and that's probably the only game that got played the entire you know, The people at the airport were probably like, why do you have this? <laughs> I was like, Justin, listen, or you either do this the easy way or the hard way. Either you play Battleship or I go get the skateboard. What she chose the hard way. <laughs> um, no, please come to next Carpet Fest, Southeast Carpet Fest, because I will be bringing Battleship again. And she'd love to hustle you on it. And, and we can all not play it again. <laughs> and if you want to get spanked, I mean. <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey. hey. You, you can't is... even get spanked on Battleship. It's all luck. Car- call out a random wanna, number. If you want Carly to spank you, come to. Southeast Carpet Fest next year. Already get spoked. Uh, you'll have to pay extra for that. It will be an option. Okay, he's making it sexual. I'm, you are. Yeah, you yeah, are. It's, it's just me that was making that sexual, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Whatever. All right, let's let's wrap this up. All right. Justin, I want to say thank you for coming on to our podcast and being the second victim. I mean, uh, any time. Yeah, man. Um, let everybody know where they can contact you in the 500 million ways. Well, we'll just, we'll make it real easy. You can find me at Palmetto Coast Exotics on Facebook and Instagram. I have a YouTube channel that I post to every now and then. Um, you can check out the magazine at Herpeticulture Magazine. You check it out. It's, Instagram. It's, it's a good magazine, everybody. You should definitely go check it out. It's a digital then, magazine. But it's got great articles. Well, I, I actually, read I, I read it just for the articles. Here's like today we found a website where we can get like people can order hard copies if they want to. Oh, so it's cool. free digitally, but if someone wants a hard copy and have an issue, they can go buy one. They're gonna be about I think after shipping, they're gonna be like twenty bucks. But oh. a lot of yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I so I have an idea. They, I don't they know ship how internationally. Hard. Hey, quit interrupting the man. Well, I, but I like to. No. Um, but that's cool, Justin. Well, I'll interrupt you. So, <laughs> so I have an idea. We've got to find somebody. <laughs> We've got to find somebody who can who can create you an app, a digital I've magazine into app. It. Yeah, I don't know exactly how all that works. I don't know either. Someone out there knows, and someone out there needs to do it and help you out because that would be an awesome every month that comes straight to your phone on your app. And I mean, it's full of pictures, amazing information. It's a great magazine. Y'all should check it out. If if you liked Reptiles magazine back in the '90s, you'll love this. And if you love, like I, I love to read, and I love. Yeah, I know because at the auction, you bought every you bought, like, book, a million books, you nerd. How much, how much did you? She's like five thousand of the dollars for the auction. It was all on books. Five thousand dollars. She was like balling out, man. It was funny. I like raised like. Mike uh, was finishing up uh, an item and whoever, I can't remember who was running the, the, the screen. He like moved it to the next item and it was a book. And I like shot my hand up. He's like, yes, we know it's a book because Carly bid on it. But I think Carly outbid herself on some of these books. I mean, it's <laughs> who the last person to bid you. Uh, I, uh, okay. I'll, I'll bid one too. Double it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, no, so you, you and Joe Phelan got into a, a bidding one. Oh, uh, he, bidding beat one. You, he did beat you. He did. The Conjuro but book, wasn't it? He, he upped me by like $45. And I was like, and Melissa was like, I'm sorry. I just, oh, I love Melissa. But um, no, it's, it's, a, it's great if you love to read uh, because it's something that you can get. I can get through an article or excuse me, I can get through the magazine on my lunch break. It's, and it's on your phone. Like sometimes when I bring my phone, my uh, books to work, I forget them and then I have to come back to work. Can and you send me a picture and pop-up version? Cause I'm not much on word. <laughs> but no, it's good. Shut up. Shushes. <laughs> but no, it's cool. Um, so that's where you can find Justin. I didn't know if you were done, but I am. <laughs> you can find Justin doing one of 5 million reptile related things. <laughs> And then which uh, are all which are all awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for everything you do, Justin. I really appreciate Thank you. I really appreciate everyone who's who's putting shit out there. So yeah, let's wrap it up. Yes, I I, I do want to say I appreciate everyone that's doing any sort of reptile related content. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's an amazing time uh to be in the hobby. And your, your podcast, your magazine are two great parts of it. Uh people definitely need to to reach out, find those, listen to them, read them, read them. Mm-hmm. Uh but you're doing a great job. So where can people find Thank you? you. Oh, in the in the intro, you are simply serpents at Insta Facebook. What are you doing? I'm trying to wrap. Why, why, are, you, why are you doing my outro? That is my outro. Hi, I'm James Lewis from Simply Serpents. That sounds horrible. <laughs> let's, let's say bye to Justin. We said bye to Justin. Now let me do my outro. Okay. So yes, you can find me at Simply Serpents on Facebook. You can find us at the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Facebook, the Reptile Gumbo Podcast at gmail.com for email. And seriously, any of those, contact us, give us ideas, tell us what you're thinking, uh, tell us we're wrong. I don't care, whatever. But reach out to us, especially if you're from Denmark. I just want to know who all the people in Denmark are that keep listening to us. It's awesome. And how'd you find us? Do you? Yeah, I don't. Because they. I would. I I assume that people who are listening to us listen to everything else that we take in. You know, all the other yeah, podcasts. We're, we're but, the bottom, so yeah. You we, went through everybody else before you got to us. So. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but contact us. Shoot us an email. Let us know. We want to hear from y'all. Carly, where can people find you if they want to annoy you? Uh, God, well, I don't want a bunch of cloaca pics that people. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Just send your look. Send your Damon is already pics. done. Send your cloaca pics to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Carly. I'll make sure Carly gets those cloaca pics. Yeah, okay. But no, I'm I'm just uh I'm just Carly Jones. Um I think I'm Carly Fry on Instagram and just Carly Jones on Facebook. I'm more than happy and like I as you as if you're listening to this now, you probably know I like to talk. So if you want to talk about anything reptile related, um I'm more than happy to uh to shoot the shit. So that's it for me. Talk to y'all next week. Later. Goodbye.